Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates every single day the people who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. You know, first of all, I hope you had a great weekend and are having a wonderful Monday. Um, you know, we've had a string of amazing shows recently, and uh, I have so many missions. You know, I have a mission about stopping human trafficking. I have a mission about connecting the coast to the Delta. I have a mission about focusing on entrepreneurship. There's so many positive things that we're focused on, and I appreciate you going on that journey with us. By the way, if you're listening on 103.1, we really appreciate you doing that. Uh, you may be in, engaging this on your favorite podcast platform. You can find Coast View however you want to find us we, on social media with Facebook and YouTube. Um, we're there however, whenever you want to do it. Really good conversation. I want to kind of bring you focusing in on just a bit is the conversation I had with Bill Luckett last week. Uh, Bill is an attorney, the former mayor of Clarksdale. He, with a couple of other partners and Morgan Freeman, started the Ground Zero uh, Blues Club in Clarksdale uh, over 20 years ago. And it's, in, it's been incredibly successful. Their efforts are really to be applauded. And I really, I've gone back and listened to that conversation with Bill a couple of times because number one, I'm, I love blues music. I have a place in the Delta, but Bill is so passionate and he has such a way with words. Uh, so if you missed that conversation, I really encourage you to go back and take a look at it. Um, when I have conversations about entrepreneurs, I always share two, two specific of um, quotes that I really like. One is from Steve Jobs when he said this, I'm convinced that about half of what separates successful entrepreneurs from the non-successful ones is pure perseverance. <laughs> if you're going to be in business in coastal Mississippi, you've got to know about perseverance and you got to know about resiliency, which incidentally is the big quality I think we share with the Mississippi Delta. And the other is from Walt Disney. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. When, you, when we talk to entrepreneurs on Coastview, we get a real sense that in every case, they have a dream. And, and sometimes the dream is kind of small and they just want to go do it. And then it grows and it morphs and it becomes something really big. Uh, today, I'm really pleased to have Brad Orison and Brooke Lewis from uh, the, the Shed, uh, I guess the Shed and Blues uh, joint. But what I love about the Shed story is it kind of bottles up a, a little bit of a story about the Delta and blues, a lot about entrepreneurship, a lot about perseverance and tenacity and about pursuing your dreams. Uh, we could go on and on, but it's a little bit about all those things, isn't it, guys? Yeah, you're right. Thanks for having us. Yes, we are super excited to talk to you. And thank you, Ricky, for everything that you do and and really trying to tie everybody together, especially statewide. So we appreciate you for that. Well, I love, uh, I told you that I've loved watching you over the many years. We go back a long way. Um, you guys were young when you started the business. Uh, you were, I think, 19, Brooke. Yeah. And, uh, and, and your brother was 24. And we're going to tell, we're going to tell some of those stories. But I remember when I started the, uh, the Sun Hero Leadership Awards and the top 10 under 40, my team and I had this vision for what we wanted to see, the kind of people we wanted to see 
recognized. Well, Brad was in one of the first classes of the top 10 under 40. I remember you guys had this table and the family was there and everybody was so proud. But I mean, you, you think about the young entrepreneurs across coastal Mississippi that are making a go at it. And Brad, you have proven over the last 20 years, 20 years in August, that you've stood the test of time through all of this. And we're going to we're going to talk about that. And Brooke, what I remember most about you is, well, besides the fact that you're a wonderful person, is that when we had Beach Boulevard, every time I bumped into you, you would tell me, Ricky, you have not put me on the cover of Beach Boulevard. You know, shameless self-promoter. That's what. Hey, look, the one regret I have in all my career is that I, I didn't have the. The ability now to look back at the moment that I put uh, Brooke on the cover of Beach Boulevard. But I was ready. I had my shed shirt pressed. I was ready to go. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I'm so sorry for that for that miscue along my career. <laughs> Um, but anyway, you guys, you, you're committed to the community. You really are committed to blues. You've had so many cool blues musicians that have come through your your, your building. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that. You've you've evolved your business. You're you're distributing sauces and marinades and and um, and all kinds of other stuff for yourselves and other people. It's this is really a great story. But let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. Brad, you had this goal. You started really small, and it evolved pretty quickly, didn't it? It did, thanks to Brooke uh, coming in and making sure that, uh, you know, we could deal with the money. Because the biggest thing is with entrepreneurs is great. It doesn't even have to be a good idea. It just has to be something that you want to work towards. So I had that. And Brooke said, you know, you're not that good at math. So (laughs) maybe I need to help you out and counting some money and making sure. And without Brooke. We wouldn't be celebrating 20 years this year. Oh, well, I think, you know, it's we we opened the shed 20 years ago in August. Next time. I know. Right. 19, like you said, 24 um, on a shoestring budget without the shoestring. We didn't even we didn't. It it was just literally a dream. uh, And the dreams still haven't stopped. You know, we say, hey, we're going to open a barbecue and blues joint. And, you know, I used to go up to the the uh, Junior Kimbrough's and R.L. Burnside on Highway 4 up in North Mississippi mm-hmm. and watch Cedric Burnside and all those cats. And really the idea with the shed was a blues joint without the um, really without the the raging all night party. I wanted to bring it into a family atmosphere. That's why we call the shed a family food drinkery. Um and still to this day, there's nothing happier or there's nothing that makes me happier than seeing a blues band on the stage and some like six or seven, 10 year old kid out there dancing because they get it. So, yeah. you know, it's nice they to feel it. It's nice to yeah. be part of uh, just keeping the keeping that tradition alive. And um, and, you know, I mean, we've spent like a million dollars, no, no doubt um, on free Blues entertainment at the shed um, for 20 years now. You know, you we know, have charged at our festivals, but you know, as a as a basis, it's really just it's an honor to be able to put it out there. Not only give back to the musicians, but also you know maybe ignite the fire and uh, and let some of those kids have some fun too. 
Yeah. Brad, that's the first time I've heard that specific part of the goal, and I think it's I think it's really cool this whole notion of bringing blues into a family atmosphere. If you think about the impetus for blues, I mean, blues was all about juke joints, and if you go back to the, I mean, that's the, especially in the African American community back, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, really, really important to that community, and uh, and you know, even the, the the preachers back in those days said this was devil's music, and they didn't, you know, they didn't want anybody getting near it because you could go into that part of the town. Bill Luckett talked about that, and you would just see people heads bobbing and music playing in all these corners. And I mean, one of the most important things that ever happened to Mississippi is the Beatles and Rolling Stones and Eric Clapton and all these people were touched by this incredible music that was coming out of the Mississippi Delta, and it became sort of the base, the foundation for most music that we see that we see today um and is, and they have inspired people from around the world you had a sense of that where did that come from i mean you know we've always you know growing up uh my mom our mom yeah we had the same mom we are we're brother <laughs> sister yeah it's crazy um but my mom was a professional clown named teardrop and she she literally raised us on the stage so we've always appreciated being on a stage and looking out at the audience. But what I've always loved more is being in the audience and just enjoying uh, just music in general and that vibe and just kind of that that tradition of uh, of music and. Well, and then we have Brett, our the middle sibling. I'm the baby, yep. and Brad's the oldest. And Brett, um, whenever we opened the shed, of course, Brad went to Ole Miss. So he was, again, always in the juke joints and feeling that vibe. But our, the middle sibling is very music-oriented. He's a sound engineer, has a recording studio in Austin, Texas. And when we opened the shed, he said, well, you can't have barbecue and beer without the blues. And we already had um, a passion about music and about all the way down to just 12 bar traditional blues and how that's kind of the, the foundation of so much music and so many different genres. And so he started booking live entertainment, live bands. Rochelle Harper here locally was yeah. one of the first, I think the first band that ever played at the shed 20 yeah, years ago. For sure. And like Brad said, we've invested a lot of, um, a lot of time and a, and a lot of money to just be able to put out free music and really try to keep that alive so thank you to brett um who just really got us in that perpetual motion forward to say hey look we need to have bands consistently and we need to find the right bands that fit um are what we're trying to do tell the stories of these legendary blues artists and keep and keep their legends alive and then and, and inspire others to have it pass traditional blues music to be passed yeah. on i always like to say is and not no offense to disney world but we're not trying to replicate some kind of a theme park atmosphere what we're trying to do is connect with the soul of mississippi that is represented through the blues music and you know you guys have had percy sledge along the way and, and we mentioned cedric burnside and the entire Burnside family, what a great history they have, a generational uh, history they have in blues music. Um, uh, Steve Azar, who's uh, music, music and cultural ambassador of the state of Mississippi, written over a thousand songs, you know, spent 
15 years in Nashville. He's been on the show many times. He has a show on Super Talk called In the Mississippi Minute. He recently did a collaboration with Cedric Burnside called Cold Water. It's a beautiful and amazing song. Kind of an anthem in a way to the pandemic is the way he talked about it. It's been downloaded you know, a million times or whatever. It's incredible how something like that goes forward. He talked about Cedric and others when they go to Europe. They're, they're unbelievably successful. There's so much we could talk about about, about blues music, but I want to go back and talk about the evolution of the food and by the way i turned my tv on about a week ago and there was diners drive-ins and dives with guy ferrari which is a great story about how he helped actually put you guys on the map we're going to talk about all that when we come back after the break we have uh, brooke lewis and brad orison from the shed and we'll see you after this break View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. All across coastal Mississippi, there are amazing stories of entrepreneurship. And when you find that story, you find inspiration embedded all throughout. And you'll find great partners. You'll find collaborations. You never know what the story is going to tell you, but there's so much inspiration, so much inspiration. And that's definitely true in this story of the ascension of the shed as it relates to Brad Orson and Brooke Lewis. Brad, one thing I'd like to say is that you were, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, but you, you were lucky that you had Brooke. Brooke is a master marketer. She, listen, her ability to represent the brand and connect people to the brand, especially early in your ascension. She had a background in science, incidentally. So, you know, the last thing I think she ever expected to do is do what she's doing. But at 19 years old, you hit the ground running, Brooke. What is it about this that really grabbed you and it really, really was able to pull from you? What are some of the most interesting characteristics about yourself that helped this this company be successful? Oh, well, thank you for the... um the uh, boasting and bragging. Hey, I, I will, that was good. I that was good. Pay you, I, I will like pay that. you later. Yeah. I will pay you later for that. <laughs> so um, you know, I, I think really, you know, the shed and how we developed is a family affair. You know, we always, we always, Brad and I started the shed again on a shoestring budget without the shoestring. And he is so creative and a, I like to call him a dumpster diver extraordinaire. So, and, and, you know, we had this passion for food. We were raised in a foodie family and music but really, the nuts and bolts of it are that um, we took Brad's dumpster diving finds and we, together as brother and sister, hammered and nailed um, old restoration, restored wood and upcycling as much as we could. Yep. Number one, because that's a wonderful thing to do. But number two, because we were two kids and didn't have any money <laughs> to go. You know, we borrowed our grandmother's Lowe's credit card. And um, and that's the reason we had new nails and new screws um not very many not very many though (laughs) but uh but you know really the the family affair of the shed is that my mom and my dad our mom and our dad were fifth generation entrepreneurs so um there is a a passion driven sense there in entrepreneurship but my mom has always preached to us and did our marketing you want me to tell them how it works yeah five people in the family right so I came up with the idea of the shed. Uh, 
Brooke makes sure we make money at the shed. My little brother books all the blues entertainment at the shed. My mom did all our marketing and told everybody about the shed. And my dad not only made the sauce, but also made sure nobody did anything stupid. <laughs> so we had a nice little check and balance system. Yeah. And still to this day, um, you know, a man named Papa Jack invented the sauce at the shed. And my dad opened the saucery where we make our sauces and other people's sauces. Um, but Brooke, back to you. I'm like, what yeah. is it? What is no, it that I, keeps you showing up every day? Oh, well, I tell you, just uh, the love for you, Brad. Oh, thank you. Um, no, and, and that's the thing is that my, it was really, it's the lessons that we learned from our parents. Like my mom was like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better be a shameless self promoter. You've yeah. got to get out there. You've got to, you've got to live on the outside of the four walls of your business as much as you do on the inside. And so, and, 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 you know, and that's why we travel around the country too. We teach, we teach classes, we do food presentation, we compete with our barbecue competition team and that's how that is all marketing for us as well not only that but we support our local news stations and local newspapers by taking out ads there as well but really mom my our mom did the marketing for years until a couple of years ago she said i'm gonna retire because i already retired once and then started working for my kids and now i'm officially retiring and um and of course our dad retired from the saucery which is our co-packing facility and brad is the leader of of that um, the leader of the pack yeah, vroom, vroom. yeah. <laughs> let's go baby let's go we got things to do but what what happened though you guys got pretty good at barbecue and <clears throat> you talked about your competition team brooke you guys have had some tremendous success over the years what where how you refined your your abilities tell me about that well the the thing is is you know, yes, we have gotten really lucky and we've won a bunch of competitions, world grand championships. But you know what? The deal is, is we never tell anybody when we lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have been out there fighting for those awards for many, many years. You know, before we did well at Memphis and May, uh, we had to refine our skills and, and figure out not only what our customer likes, what we personally like, and also what the judges are looking for. Um, and still, when we go to competitions, we'll do the American Royal in September. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one that I haven't done very well at. And uh, it's on my bucket list to win, and I'm going to win it. Uh, but we've been there for 10 years now. And every year, we take away one little note. So the learning curve is not over, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, well, you know what's interesting, Brad, Netflix and maybe others, maybe the Food Channel to some extent, but has brought a lot more clarity and, and awareness, actually, of these competitions and what it takes to win. And you may do a big whole hog, but you still are. There's only a part of that, a very tiny bit of that whole hog that's going to get eaten. Right. And it better be the right one, right? Yeah, the, absolutely. The main competition that that we Brooke and I have always made sure is the most important is that the customers like our food. They yeah. like to come get fed at the shed. So every day that I show up, I feel like I'm, on, I'm in a little bit of competition to win over the taste buds of somebody that may be from around the world. You know, we've seen tourists come in from all from the, the globe, literally. Yeah. And 
you know, I've always just set out to make something that, that, uh, you know, 85% of people will love and the rest will just tell somebody about it. It's hard. It's hard to do, do your business in the day of social media, but it's just the reality of the situation. And I think too, you know, and we talk about this a lot to in the competition world, you're successful when you have a team, just like you are in the in the restaurant world or, or any other industry. And we are we feel very, very, very humbled and very blessed to have such an amazing team that works with us. Our management team has been with us um, from 19 years to the the newest guy on the on the management totem pool has been with us for 16 years. That's the new kid on the block. So we're, we're very blessed for that. And we're very blessed to have an amazing retention rate and, and family um, yeah. the shed and, and on our competition team. And I think that's really the heart of the success is when you have people that work with you um, and it's not for you. It's it's with you. With that, you. that a team. That I come have, to work every day. Yeah, that have that same, you know, passion and, and and drive to really make it successful and make themselves successful and and still um want to learn and, and I, brooke you know what's interesting about about the retention of the people that are with your team is that when you think about i mean just think about what you guys have gone through you've you've had you've been burned down you had all these floods along the way hurricane katrina challenges with rebuilding because of codes you've had you guys have literally dealt with so much and then the pandemic the pandemic alone oh yeah, oh, yeah that. pandemic alone could have created so many opportunities for people to leave but you've been able to hold it together there are a lot of people in your business that can't tell that story you're you're more lucky in that area than maybe you even understand about yeah. the difficulties that you could, you know, the culture is passed on through your people. It's hard to bring somebody from the outside in and teach them the culture. It's hard. It's really hard. You you need people that have been there for a while, who've been with you through the test of time, through the test of resiliency and challenges that you faced. It's a hell of a story. Yeah, <laughs> it is uh, a hell of a story. It's not, yeah, it's not over yet just because we're uh, celebrating 20 years. Um, you know, everybody's like, how is it owning your own business? I'm like, well, I actually have a great job and I do happen to own the place, but it's my job to go to the shed, to come to the saucery, to make sure that uh, our 60 plus uh, team members are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to keep everybody in a a moving forward state you know we have a lot of people that their first job will be at the shed 15 years old and they'll work with us all the way through high school all the way through high school through junior college and then one day we have one leaving in august say brad bro i've been here for six years and i have to quit we say well why are you quitting they're like I'm going to college. <laughs> so, and it's so, it's so bittersweet. And, you know, now we have celebrating 20 years. It's funny because I always think that I'm still like the young kid on the block. And until somebody says, you know, Brad, when you opened the shed, I was eight. I'm like, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Brad, it's really amazing to see how people kind of stick with you over the years. You've actually mentioned the saucery a couple of times. And as we get ready to go to break, you do you do rubs and you do sauces and you do what you do other stuff as well marinades. Uh, how many shells are you guys on across the United States? 
Oh, and, and our biggest shelf is on the internet, and uh, the, but we've been on over ten thousand shelves over the years. Um, you name it, we've been there, and really, our focus has always been community driven, and our community is online. And, um, and the support that we're seeing for our online sales um, has put another smile on our face. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome to hear. Hey, when we come back with Brad Orison and Brooke Lewis, we're going to talk about the evolution of shed heads and so much more. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews, brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. We're having a terrific conversation with uh, Brad Orison and Brooke Lewis from The Shed. And uh, gosh, it's just so much to talk about. There's no way that we could all, you know, fit it all in in in, a, in, a, in one show. But you know, there's so many interesting things. Okay, so the evolution of a shed head, the shed's junkyard, and how that happened. And man, the the the, the list goes on and on. But it was the show with Guy Ferrari that really kind of put you on the map. Again, I saw it. I saw that show just a couple of weeks ago. So it's one of those gifts that just keep coming back and, and uh, you know, giving itself back to you guys, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. I don't know if it was the first or second season, but I remember getting the call and thinking, wow, you know, all our hard work is it's, it's going to pay off. I mean, it's paying off. This guy's going to come feature us in a, uh, in an, yeah. nationwide and it was actually a person that was um stationed, stationed at keesler yeah. that yeah. sent the letter in and said hey you guys need to come cover this uh and a lot of people don't know our we have the same thing on the menu 20 years later that we did on day one mm -hmm. we haven't tried to reinvent the wheel we did add french fries but we have been a strictly beer barbecue and blues family food drinkery um we haven't changed the recipes it is we uh, we say we do the same thing every day because well if it ain't broke don't fix it i agree uh, yeah we're not fixing anything we're keeping the beer cold and the barbecue hot yeah and uh i think that triple you know really the triple d episode that we were on with guy um kind of snow help snowball the the brand and um and the shed and the shed family and the shed crew family um into so many more series and shows and competition shows and um 20 years later we've been featured and i say this very humbly um on just about every major network um from abc's uh regis and kelly live um, I mean, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, Man versus one, Food. Yeah, we you had, had your own reality show. Yeah, we had we our did. own series called The Shed. Um, you know, on Food Network, we did six episodes, and it's—I'll uh, tell you—we've had some really highs and we've had some really lows, mm -hmm. and um, you know, hard work pays off. And I'm still, you know, today I was on the bottling line. We do about 1,800 bottles an hour, and I can't leave it. But, you know, to 
to support you, Ricky, and and the coast and the community that's always supported us. Hey, I'll stop what I'm doing in a heartbeat to help somebody else make their dream come true. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's embedded in everything you guys say, but perseverance and resiliency, the ability to bounce back, you guys have that embedded in your souls, don't you? It's, yeah. It came from our parents. Uh, and really, the so the first week that we were open, um, Brooke was 19, and uh, so she couldn't go to the gas station and buy a cold beer. However, she had a beer permit in her name, so we could have it delivered to the shed. Needless to say, we had an interesting, interesting night, and we had a hangover the next day, and we decided not to open. And I think this was like day number four, and my dad drove to my house, and he woke me up, and he drove to Brooke's house, and he woke her up, and he said, you told the community you were going to be open, and you have to be open. You can't tell the community something and not do it. And I learned that lesson right there. And I got and out of bed. that was the last time that happened. I got out of bed. <laughs> it was a one and, and done. I, we went to work. And, yeah, we were late. But we had people there expecting us to do yeah. something. And, uh, you know, so there's – when you're an entrepreneur, the hardest person to explain yourself to <laughs> is you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we took that one to heart. And other than, like, Hurricane Katrina – uh, we were closed for one day, two days. Uh, we had a fire close this down for three or four days. Um, well, and I think with that, you know, it's in in barbecue. All we need is meat and wood, <laughs> and we can have something to feed people. Um, and uh, and you know, and that's that's led us a long way. And also, I th- I'm actually wearing the shirt Operation Barbecue Relief is um, a national and becoming international uh, nonprofit organization where the barbecue community comes together, uh, you know, during natural disaster, tornadoes, fires, floods, hurricanes, during natural disaster times. And they come into ground zero and they feed people because we need fuel and and proteins. And there's so many amazing companies, um, nationwide companies that have reached out and and support Operation Barbecue Relief. And then there's people that um, just the barbecue world, it's such a wonderful community that come together and and their boots on the ground. But I think that's how the local community is. And the the, local community. Oh man, after the fire, I still still watch some of that footage because we were doing a documentary and I just am still overwhelmed by the amount of support that we have here in our local community. And, you know, it's I always say, oh, I'll do anything to help somebody else's dream come true. Um, but it's because everybody has helped us make our dream come true. So, you know, what's my job at the shed? Well, I'm a glorified kitchen guy, but I'm also an instigator. I like to have a good time and I like just if somebody needs help it's a whole lot easier to give it than it is to receive it but we have been on both ends of it and uh we have and, and I, hey it's just just part of the deal you yeah. know you got to support the people that support you absolutely you know we when we opened the shed 20 years ago one of our main um uh goals was to make our restaurant, the Shed Barbecue and Blues Joint, a platform for community outreach. 
and 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 fundraisers and we've done well over 250 oh, fundraisers yeah. on location Easy. i could not even um calculate the amount of fundraisers that we have provided food for or some sort of service for monetary donations uh, gift baskets things like that multiple a week every week since the day we <laughs> open and that's just you know you just have to continue to pay forward and support support people um and and we i will tear up and we needed because, the support also <laughs> and so it's, it's so like, hard like brad said it's so hard to receive that it's so hard to say oh we 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 do need your help we did just burn completely to the ground um so it's harder to for us we like to give it Not it's very it. it's very hard to <laughs> to receive it but there have been many times in our um world the shed world that we have needed help and there have been and we will continue to give it more than receive it because we feel like paying it forward is is so critically important well, you, but I, you guys personify something i talk about all the time that at the heart and soul of coastal mississippians is a resiliency the ability to bounce back it's been it's been driven into us through our experience and in a lot of ways it's kind of a competitive advantage during the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic because we've been there before we know what that looks like right. We share that sense of resiliency with our friends in the in the Delta, which is one of the reasons I like to talk about that as well. But, but I say this all the time that buildings don't make a community; the people do. That's the that's the key. As long as you're in the business and you have an enduring core value, which you guys do, and and you and that drives your sense of mission, you can burn down, wash away, you know, uh, blow down. Nothing's going to stop that sense of mission that you guys are engaged in. So, you know, when you find your purpose in life, that's the thing that's enduring. It's that sense of purpose. It's not, it's feeding people, it's introducing blues, it's giving back to the community. It's, and all, all those, they sharing yourself to people. It's all of those things combined that create yeah. this uh, opportunity to be, yeah. to persevere. Uh, well, if you don't have all those things, sometimes it's hard to come back and try to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, when, when we travel um, and when all of our visitors come to the shed, we're right off of I-10, exit 57, barbecue heaven. Barbecue so we, we have a, um, a lot of the community that supports us and eats it that gets fed at the shed, but also a lot of people from around the world. And I'll tell you, the some of the most proudest times that we've had is traveling when people say, where are you from? And we say, Mississippi. That's right. And Mississippi. We're, and from, we're, we're from South Mississippi. Yeah. And we're very proud to say that. Um, we're very proud of Mississippi and we're proud of the people of Mississippi. But like you say, I think if you were to wrap up the um, a word for the people of Mississippi, yes, perseverance, but I think tenacity. Oh, yeah. Capital uh, yeah. T, tenacity. Yes. And, and resilience, obviously, because we, we in the South um, you know, we just put our put our pants on and, and we just Go. whatever the challenge is, we face it and we keep moving forward. But we also have this support system um, in the south and especially in Mississippi that just it's there's just nothing like it. So we got one minute left in this segment. We'll come back on the other end and finish the conversation about the evolution of shed heads. But but Brad, yeah. tell me about the hat. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> it all. Yeah. We only have a minute to talk about that. Yeah, we'll come back. Take well, let's come back on the other side because I want to hear the story. That's your that's your sort of signal to the world. It is. And it's not just because I sunburn really easy. It's yeah. also because you know I like to be recognized in a crowd, and this really works out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. We call it it's, 
Yeah, we call them Brad. Brad Morrison and Brooke Lewis from The Shed will come back for our final segment after this. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I love doing this show because it gives me a chance to spend time with friends that I've known for many years. It gives me a chance to get to know the people behind you know, the the sort of public persona, hear their story. This is Brad Orson and Brooke Lewis from The Shed. Brad, when we went to break, you said, of course, you're kind of light-complected. You want to protect yourself from the sun. But you also know that the marketing of wearing that unique hat has made you stand out in the crowd. And it has worked, hasn't it? It, it really has. Um, you know, branding is a big deal. Um and, you know, that's my background in college was marketing and, and uh, business administration. And, and the, the first time, Brooke and I had won a cruise, and we went on to a cruise. And I realized the first day I was completely sunburned, and I saw they had a hat for sale, and it looked just like this one in the little gift shop. And I put this hat on, and... For the rest of the week, I had people like, oh, I saw you on level three. Oh, I saw you over at the, the pizza late night. Oh, I saw you. And I realized that, that you know, the only thing bigger than yourself is the brand that you create and, and this hat. And, you know, I'll tell you, Ricky, I saw my mom in the grocery store the other day. And you know what she said? She said, oh, Brad. Where's your hat? I'm like, no, I don't even exist. Huh? I'm not without this hat on, right? Right. So real quick, though, the evolution of the shed head, you know, I can't help but think about it and ask you about Mr. Jim and Mr. Gus to see, you know, I, unfortunately they've passed away, but you've got a lot of longstanding, you know, uh, people who've come there, they've become shed as in the case of Mr. Jim and Mr. Gus, they became sort of the, what would you call them? Pimps. Yeah. 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 Bottom suits along the way. What a great story. Yeah, the uh, Mr. Jim was our first customer, and he came to the shed every day, uh, every single day that we were open until literally like two days before he passed away. Um, and he'd open the door for people, and he'd say, hey, welcome to the shed. And, and just that little greeting right there and the fact that he was always willing to do some day drinking – you know, can't argue with that. Uh, you know, so it really has a shed head is somebody who has been to the shed twice. Mm -hmm. So the first time you come to the shed, get fed, get some barbecue, pulled pork sandwich with a coleslaw topper and some of Gma's beans and Mama Mia's Mac salad and maybe a cold beer. Uh you know, you say this is something. This is something different, and this is special. And they say, "Well, how do I become a shedhead?" Say, "Well, you, the second time you come in, <laughs> an official shedhead, and we will have people leave and then come back that same day, just so they are classified as a shedhead." And without the shedheads uh, all around the nation, the shed wouldn't exist. And 
I know we, our family, truly appreciates all of the support that we've gotten from our, our local family, our extended family, and everybody that's ever gotten fed at the shed. And, yeah. and hey, if you haven't been there in a while, yeah. yes. come on so, down. Do people still bring stuff? Oh, oh, yeah. Every day. I'll show up and there'll be a piano in front of the front door. <laughs> we can't even unlock it. It's a piano <laughs> oh, or a race it. car. We showed up. There's a race car at the front door. Well, you know, and it's we have license plates. Yeah, yeah. You name it, it. And everybody says, well, Brad, why do people bring you stuff? I say, because this is its second or third life. And they know I will not get rid of it. It's mm -hmm. going to be there. It's not just the decoration. It's a story piece. Yeah. When you come to the shed, it's not just a bunch of stuff hanging on the wall. There's a story behind every yeah, single like there's thing like, that's like there. Farm implements and a chainsaw. Brick, you whatever. Yeah, you name it. It's, it's you know, it's, I it's, probably got it. If you need it, I probably got it. Yeah. It might be a little rusty, but. Well, we have people all of all the time that come in and they're like, hey, I saw this. This thing Whatever outside, and, and is it for sale? And and, and we say no, it's nope. it's not ours. We're just we're just lending it a home. This is this is somebody's story, and this is theirs. And but we're just letting it. We're it's just like showcasing the, it. It's like the Olympic shed. torch. We're just yeah. holding on to it for a little while to be able yeah. to tell its story again. Yes, because the shed is really built out of the community and, and people's treasures and stories. Um, and I'll tell you, we. We haven't talked about uh, in the short time we have left. You actually br branched out into bowling crawfish and other seafood. Tell them, tell about that evolution. Well, it's you know I'm a crawfish fan, mm -hmm. and I still say that nobody can beat me eating crawfish. If anybody wants, just hit me up on our social media at the Shed BBQ. Um, but crawfish is a local tradition here in South mm -hmm. Mississippi. We have some of the best crawfish cooks. Um, in the world are right here and we just had a ton of tourists and they said hey we want we want crawfish and we want a shrimp po' boy and we didn't do the shrimp po' boy because we only fried french fries and okra <laughs> <laughs> but the crawfish we do and we buy the big king crawfish um big selects and uh this year you know we're we're out of time with that but we'll do it again next year and uh and we're really just looking forward to celebrating our 20-year anniversary all year long. So every live music that we have, you name it, the crawfish, the beer, the barbecue, the blues, the buddies, the family. Um, and Ricky, it's an honor to be part of this show, man. Thank you. Anytime y'all want to have talk, we're in. Well, you know, what's what's cool about your story, obviously, there's a lot of inspiration. As I said, there's all these interesting, you know, relationships and enduring core values that you've carried with you. And it continues to evolve today. Who knows what the, the future will show? I look forward to coming back. I haven't been there in a while myself. I'll come back and visit with you guys. But this has been <clears throat> an amazing story about entrepreneurship, perseverance, tenacity, and just fun. So, uh, Brad Orson and Brooke Lewis, thank you so much for visiting with me today. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate you. Y'all come get fed at the show. And thanks to everybody out there that's listening or watching. Thank you for the support. Yeah. You bet. You bet. We'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.
follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.